Hey sis, listen, this is a trigger warning. As Suicide Prevention Week is September 4th through September 10th, and as a mental health professional, I will be highlighting the topic of suicide prevention throughout this month with three episodes. So if you are struggling with suicide or you know that you cannot handle conversations about it, you may not want to listen to this episode. And if you find yourself needing someone to talk to, please call the number 988, which is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Again, 988 if you're in need of help. Again, this is a trigger warning. If you cannot handle the topic of suicide, please do not listen to this episode. Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. But what I've come to learn in retrospect is that if the story isn't good, the story isn't over and God redeems everything. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast, the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed in your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do. But I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith and discover who you are, why you do what you do and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, so I have already given a trigger warning. So again, we are talking about the topic of suicide on today. And if you cannot handle the topic, please do not listen to this episode. Okay, before we go any further, I just want to make sure that you know what we're talking about, what we're discussing today, and give you that warning that if you cannot handle the topic of suicide, to please not listen to this episode, okay? Now, as we get into it, first, let's take care of a couple of things. One, I want to say, please go over to my website, CandiceABetties.com, and sign up for my email list. That way, you won't miss anything. So as I start sending out emails and newsletters, you won't, and don't worry, I will not bombard you with all kind of crazy stuff, okay? But as I send things out, you'll know at least what's coming up and what to expect that's going on. You won't miss anything and any special offers or sneak peeks. You will be able to have access to it first on my email list. So make sure you go to Candace A. Baddies and sign up for my email list, okay? And again, we have a special guest coming with us today, and her name is Carla Arges. And I can't wait for you to hear her story. She will be sharing her experience with suicide during the suicide awareness and prevention season that we are in. Again, this is our second episode. I told you guys I would have three of them for you this month. And so this is our second episode. And uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about Carla. Carla is a wife, 
a mother, she's an encourager, she's a mentor, and she's the host of the podcast, Affirming Truths. If that sounds familiar, it's because I was on her podcast not long ago talking about waiting and waiting well. So you can always go check that out if you missed that episode. But again, she's the host of the podcast, Affirming Truths. And she really advocates for mental health and suicide awareness prevention. Um, She just also really talks about her journey and the things that she has endured. And that's what she's going to talk to us about today. She's going to talk to us about her journey and how she has dealt with her mental illness and how it has affected her life, how it has shaped her and how it has led her into purpose. Okay. So I can't wait for you to hear her story. I won't even say anything else. We're just going to go ahead in and get started. Let's dig into this episode, sis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. It's your girl, Candace here, and I'm so excited that you have joined in, and I have a treat for you guys today. I have my sister in Christ, Carla Arges, here to talk to us on today. She has a wealth of information. I love her story. She's so genuine and authentic. And I am just excited to know what she has to share with you guys today. So, Carla, you want to introduce yourself? How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me, Candice. I really appreciate this opportunity to have this conversation with you. Um, My name is Carla. I am a wife and a mother. I am a mental health warrior. I am a daughter of the king. I am founder of Affirming Truth and In His Image Wellness Collective. And I am just constantly in awe of God's goodness. Amazing, amazing. And you guys, I have listened to her podcast, Affirming Truths, and I love, love, love her content. It is amazing. So make sure you go and check it out. So Carla, we're talking about a sensitive subject on today, and I know that you have a story to share. Why don't you tell the listeners about your background? Yes, definitely. So first of all, I want to thank you for highlighting this topic. It is Suicide Awareness Month, so trigger warning for anyone that we are going to be talking about this this subject. And it is something that is very personal in my life, having survived a suicide attempt myself in my youth and someone who constantly with my bipolar and especially my borderline personality battle suicide ideation on the regular. And not only has it hit close to home with me directly attempting suicide, I have had successful suicide attempts in my family and I've had to walk through the process of of grieving that and understanding that. So this is an important topic. I know that there's a lot of taboo around it, and I know that it's something that even in um, Christian circles is often misunderstood. And so I'm so glad that we're having this conversation um, because I knew when I was growing up, the thought was that suicide was sin and you would go to hell. And, you know, the shame and the fear that brought for me as someone who struggled with suicide ideation, as someone who struggled with accepting her life, that just added another layer 
of distress. And so I want to say that God loves us. Um, Suicide is the byproduct of illness. And I just want to first and foremost say that. Um, But my own story, it goes back to when I was young. Um, I have battled with um, mental health since my childhood. And I remember being a 13-year-old girl um, struggling with childhood trauma, struggling in my home, struggling to feel like I had a place, struggling with deep sense of loneliness and not belonging. And the pain of that just felt too much. And I didn't want to feel it anymore. And I didn't want to exist in a world where I felt that way. I wanted to escape the pain. Um, And I, I attempted taking my life. And I remember lying on the couch and God just really intervened. Um, I remember lying on the couch and I could feel myself dying. So I, my attempt was with overdose and I could feel myself dying. I could feel my body uh, shutting down and God just so beautifully in that moment spoke to me that there is hope and that there is a future. And I didn't know what that looked like. But in that moment, I didn't want to give up on what the future was. I felt like what exists now wasn't going to exist forever and that there could be a different chapter for my life. So I called my best friend um, and told her everything that was happening. She called an ambulance Luckily, I was able to get to the hospital and get intervention. And, you know, life didn't turn around right away. You know, it took it took a couple of decades, actually, for life to turn around. After that um, suicide attempt, I ended up being homeless. I struggled a lot with addiction, uh, teenage pregnancy, just despair, um, just despair, self-loathing, shame, um, and honestly, a little bit disillusioned with God. Like, God, where is that hope and where is that future? Um, But what I've come to learn in retrospect is that if the story isn't good, the story isn't over and God redeems everything. And it took really hitting rock bottom and trying to do things on my own and not taking responsibility for certain things before I could turn my life around. But God was present and he held me. And I am seeing the promise be realized in my life right now. And that doesn't mean I don't still struggle with suicide ideation. I still have bipolar. I still have borderline. In his sovereignty, he has chosen not to heal me of those things and instead use them as a way to beautifully tether me to him and rely on him. Um, 
but I have learned that in those moments that my brain or the enemy or my past wants to say that life is not worth living, I go back to Jeremiah 29, 11. There is a hope in the future. Oh, and that is a promise. That is a promise. And I've learned that these things come in waves. And sometimes when that wave is crashing down on you and you get swept under mm-hmm. and it feels like it's the end and there's no hope, hold on because you will resurface mm-hmm. and the waters will be calm again. And that's not easy to cling to in the moment if you are not regularly rooting yourself in the truth of God. Wow. Let me tell you, listening to your story, I have chills. I have chills. Um, You know, you guys can't see Carla, but I can see her. And to hear her tell this story and to see her facial expressions, like, I know that God has touched you. I know he's done something great through you because, I mean, you still have this light about you. Like, I can see the light on you. And there's so much I kind of want to ask about and touch on as you were speaking. And so do you mind me asking, like, were you, do you feel, not do you feel, but were you really like dealing with this alone? Or did you have a support system as you dealt with, with the suicidal ideation? I know you said you ended up homeless. Um, What can you say, like, uh, as far as the support goes? So I did not have a support system when I was a teenager. You know, these were things that weren't talked about. I was raised in the church, and there was a time in the church, at least the church that I went to, where – and I was a pastor's daughter. So there is an expectation Mm -hmm. and reputation and appearances that want to be upheld. And we don't talk about mental health. And there was this stigma in the church that it just means that you don't have enough faith Mm -hmm. or that there's unrepentant sin in your life or that, you know, this and this and this. Right. And I will say that the state of your spiritual life can absolutely affect your mental health. Absolutely. But I think sometimes what we fail to recognize is that there's mental health that we all have. Mm-hmm. And just like physical health, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Sometimes we're healthy, sometimes we get a cold or a flu. And mental health ebbs and flows like physical health. But then there's mental illness just like this physical illness. Having a flu is not the same as having cancer or having diabetes, something that needs ongoing care and ongoing support and ongoing treatment, right? So I think that it's important that we recognize that too. Yes, our faith needs to be strong, but the lack of faith is not the cause of illness, right? Like you would never say to a cancer patient, oh, do you have this cancer because your faith is weak? Or do you have this cancer because you have unrepentant sin in your life? We even see from the Bible, it doesn't work that way with the blind man and the disciples asked, whose sin is this? His father, his parents or his? And Jesus was like, no. This is so God can be glorified. Wow. My bipolar, my borderline, my trauma is not a judgment against me because of my life. 
it is in fact something that God is using to be glorified. And it is in fact something that he's using that allows me to point others to him. And so in a lot of ways, while I wouldn't have asked for mental illness, it has gifted me an opportunity to speak into people's life, the hope of Jesus, in a way I wouldn't otherwise have. Wow. What a perspective to take on that. And as you were speaking about it, I had that same exact scripture in mind about, you know, the disciples asking yes. and what Jesus, his reply was, because I think that that's where the shame and the guilt comes in when yes. people experience any type of mental illness, even not to go as far as mental illness, but like you were saying, the ebbs and flows of mental health, when yes. there's an um, an ebb, people are tend to experience the shame and guilt because they're like, oh, my faith must not be. And, you know, it's a lot of what we experience through life and what happens in the church and, and all those things. And so I'm so glad that you touched on it and you explained it in that very practical way so that people can really, really understand like the difference and that, you know, trying to let go of that shame and guilt. Yeah. So I kind of wanted you to, to kind of touch on that. Like, how do you feel like, um, at what point do you feel like you were starting to let go? Because I don't know if you still deal with it or not, but like at what point you feel like you were starting to let go of that shame and guilt and how did you do that? Oh, so I have shame and guilt for so many things in my life, right? Not just for having the mental illness, but things that I did when I was struggling untreated, um, when I was angry at God and walked away. Um, I have shame and guilt over my addictions, over my teenage pregnancies. Like there's been so much shame and guilt. And I would say more shame even, right? Like guilt can be effective use to call out our sin and redirect our hearts. Shame though, and, and lead us to Jesus, right? Not habitual guilt where we are like, always feeling guilty. That's more akin to shame. But guilt can have a purpose in drawing us to Jesus. Shame, however, draws us away from Jesus. It isolates us. It accuses us. And I would say that it has been a long journey in releasing that shame um, and recognizing that there is power in my testimony to bring others to Christ. And that power of my testimony disrupts the plans of the enemy. So of course the enemy wants to keep me in shame. Of course he wants to accuse me because he doesn't want me to speak because he knows that I can make impact for the kingdom. So I've decided not to let the enemy run my agenda. Mm, And that has been something that I've had to do. And understanding like God has forgiven me. Am I holier than God that I can't forgive myself? Mm, Wow. Like that was another perspective I had to take. Who am I not to forgive me when he forgave me? Wow. And so um, that's not to say I don't have moments where it comes up again, right? Like, um, you know, we can't always control the thoughts that come into our head, but then I have a responsibility about what am I going to do with it? Am I going to take it captive? Am Mm -hmm. I going to put it under the blood? Am I going to speak truth and life over it? Or am I going to let it derail me? Am I going to let it isolate me? 
and I have to make choice. Like this can sometimes be, this was a, a very hard place for me to get to with my mental illness and my past, but I had to get to a point where I had to take responsibility. I'm not responsible for my trauma. I'm not responsible for my mental illness. It's not my fault that these things happened. But what am I going to do in the midst of it? That's where my responsibility comes in. And I had to stop playing the victim and say, how can I take ownership in partnership with God? How can I take ownership? How can I do what's best for my mental illness? Take the medication, go to therapy, who cares about the stigma? How can I show up in my anointing as a mother the way God has called me to steward my child? Well, then I got to take responsibility over my health and how I'm behaving and how I'm leading him and what example I'm showing him. And so it is sometimes a hard pill to swallow to say, you're not responsible anymore for the past, but in this moment, in this present, you are responsible for your choices. So what are you choosing? Right. Wow. (sighs) Yeah, I totally like, I love how you explain that. And, you know, it. It's hard because, like I said, any any difficult season, especially, it's hard to take those thoughts captive because our minds are kind of running rampant with thoughts of, you know, negativity and how could I have done this differently and how could, you know, I want I want to go back, but we can't go back. We can't redo. All we can do is move forward. So I love that because you had to choose how it is you were going to move forward. So I yeah. love how you explain that. And I still battle suicide ideation. Even last week, even last week, I was struggling. So borderline has a lot of different mood swings, a lot of depression, a lot of self-deprecation. I was struggling last week. And I remember I was in winners with my husband and this wave of wanting to not exist and just die came over me. The wave of just not wanting to exist I I battle with that regularly of not wanting to exist. And so I know that it's hard. But if I only pressed into Jesus when I was weak, Mm. I wouldn't be able to do it, right? If I only try to take thoughts captive when I'm weak, I wouldn't be able to do it. You don't just go out to battle not having trained, Right. You put the training in before battle. Mm-hmm. So when I'm feeling good, I'm in my Jesus time. I'm affirming truth. I don't wait for the battle to draw my sword. I'm drawing my sword in advance and practicing. Ooh, I love practicing. That. Yes. So every day, Jesus time is imperative. Every day. I'm affirming biblical truths in my life and not the feel-good truths of the world that I can do anything and I'm so strong and I'm so limitless. Like, I get that the world feels hyped up by that, but that's not true. And if anything, my mental illness shows me I am not strong. (laughs) I am not limitless, but I am held by the one who is. And in my weakness, he is strong. Mm. And in my limit, he makes the impossible happen. Wow. Yes. And you know what? And as you're speaking, I am 
envisioning more your affirming truths podcast and why it is what it is because it it is true no matter what you're facing in life and maybe it's not mental mental illness um you know this podcast we talk a lot about heartbreak and so it's like you know there's ebbs and flows through that season as well and so it's like if you if you're only as you said going to God or, you know, trying to pull yourself up when you're down, but you're not rooted in the word. You're not rooted in God. You're not putting that word in your heart. If you can't pour from an empty cup, you have to fill your cup so that when the tough times come, you have something to pull from. You have, you're able to pour out. And so, you know, you have to, it's not just pouring out on others. You have to be able to pour on yourself at sometimes. You have to be able to pour into yourself. Yeah. That's the most important thing. How can we affect change in the lives of other people? Everybody's like talking about purpose and calling, but if you can't help yourself, then you won't be able to help anyone else. And so you have to pour into yourself during the good times and connect yourself with God during the good times and know his truths so that when the tough times come, because there's a season for everything, yeah, Bible does say that. So when that season changes, you're ready. Like she said, you train during your quote unquote yeah. downtime. <laughs> you train. It's like an Olympic athlete, yes. like the 50 meter runner doesn't just show up. He trains for four years wow. for that one race. That's one race and you have to be ready. Oh, wow. So I want you to really just think about one. There's one person that's going to be listening to this podcast that maybe has attempted suicide or maybe it's dealing with suicidal ideation, dealing with mental health issues. Can you speak to that one person to give them hope? Yes, friend. I know that you are in pain and I know that the loneliness is so pervasive. The emptiness is so pervasive. The self-loathing is so pervasive. But I want to encourage you right now that number one, the thoughts that you are thinking are lies. They are not truth. You are valuable. You are loved. You are treasured by the King of Kings. Your creator created you as a masterpiece. I know that the pain feels overwhelming and it will never end, but I promise you the wave will pass. Circumstances are constantly changing. This is not forever. What you're feeling right now is not forever. What you're living through right now is not forever. What is forever is the hope of Jesus. And if you cling to him, he will be with you. You are not alone. There is a hope and there is a future for you. God has good things for you to do in your life. And I just want to encourage you to reach out. We are not meant to do life alone. We are meant to carry each other's burdens. Reach out to a trusted friend. Reach out to community. Reach out to your doctor. You do not have to walk this alone. Thank you so much, Carla. I, <clears throat> I, 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 that's one of the lies of the enemy that you know, you're better off to do this by yourself. You shouldn't burden anyone else. You shouldn't, you know, I'm so glad that you highlighted that. You guys, it is important to stay connected. The enemy wants to get you alone. 
because it's easier for him to implant his lies when you are alone. But when you reach out to others, build, if you feel like you don't have a support system, guys, I know there's someone, there has to be someone in your circle, find someone that you can reach out to. If you feel like you don't have anyone in your circle, then there are professionals that are ready and willing to help. Yes. Send me a DM. You can DM me. Find me on Instagram. Send me a DM. Um, You wouldn't be the first person that has reached out to me that is struggling. You won't be the last person. And my heart is to encourage you and to be with you and to support you through this. Um, and, And recognize, recognize too that the situation that you're in, you can also move yourself out of it. And I know sometimes when we feel overwhelmed with life, we feel like we can't affect change. You can affect change in your life. In partnership with Jesus, you can affect change. You can get up. You can get yourself a healthy meal. You can move. You can get outside. You can pick up the Bible app and let it just read the word to you. You can. And simply changing those small things in your life will go so far in making you feel productive and making you feel um, connected and making you feel um, just life, that you're doing life. I know sometimes when we are so overwhelmed, it's hard to get out of bed and you feel like you can't. I want to encourage you, get out of bed take that shower. And this may seem very small, but these are big things. I know in the depths of my depression, getting up and getting a shower was a huge victory. Getting up and making myself something healthy to eat was a huge victory. Walking around the block, listening to worship music was a huge victory. So I want you to look at those things as huge victories and know that with Christ, you can do those things. And once you start layering these small victories on, you will start to see the wave passing. It will pass. Carla, do you have a scripture that you stand on during those dark times that you maybe be able to share with someone here today who's walking through this? Well, I have two, okay, <laughs> and I've said one it. already, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, um, for I the future and the hope that is something I cling to. And also Romans eight twenty eight. for I know that he will work all things out for good to those who love him. My according favorite. to his purpose, right? Yes. He will work it out for good. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to see it, but he will do it. Mm-hmm. He will do it. You have to trust. Just be so deeply rooted in trust. This too shall pass. This too shall pass one foot in front of the other in Jesus name I'm going to run my race with endurance and even if I'm not running right now and I'm just crawling I'm going to keep moving forward in the power of Jesus man it just really like it just it's a Selah moment I just <laughs> just digesting this conversation it's so good and I think it's going to help so many people Carla, do you mind just saying a prayer as we close out this uh, this episode? Just say a prayer for those who are struggling Absolutely. right now. 
Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord God, thank you so much that you have a heart for the hurting, Lord God. You have a heart for the hurting. I just pray right now that you would reach down into those hearts that are hurting, that feel lonely, that feel overwhelmed, that just can't seem to love themselves right now, Lord God, that just so desperately want the pain to end, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you would reach down into their souls and give them peace, Lord, that you would give them comfort, that you would reveal yourself to them as a loving father, that you would hold them close to your heart. And as you invite them to draw near, Lord God, that you would empower them by the Holy Spirit to do that. Lord God, I pray that you would bring life speaking and giving people into their paths, Lord God, that you would help them get connected, Lord God, and supported. Lord God, you are a God in three persons. Community is in our DNA, and it can feel so isolating when we have no community. So I pray, Lord God, that you would encourage these hearts to reach out, and you will bring the right people in their paths. Lord God, I pray that you would renew their minds, that you would plant in them the truth that there is a hope in the future, that they are wonderfully made, Lord God, that they are masterpieces, Lord God, your handiwork. Lord God, I pray that you would reach down into the pits that they're in, Lord God, and pull them out, Lord God, pull them out. And I just speak against any lie of the enemy, Lord God, that would whisper, Lord God, untruths into their lives, Lord God, that they are worthless, that they're failures, that it's never going to get any better. Lord God, I just pray, Lord God, that truth will smack them in the face everywhere they look, Lord God, that they'll be truth seers everywhere, Lord God, that you would just send messages of truth, Lord God, that they are loved, that there is hope, that there is future, that they are never alone, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that you would help them use this experience to be tethered to you, Lord God. And Lord God, give them excitement, Lord God, for the future and for how you are going to work things out for good in their life. Lord, just help them to abide in you, Lord, and to rest, Lord, in your arms. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for that beautiful, beautiful prayer. Thank you for sharing your story and your testimony. Like I said, I know it's going to bless so many people, and I just can't wait to... Um, to hear, like, I, like I said, I just know it's going to be so beneficial. And so, um, you guys, again, make sure you reach out to Carla. Make sure you tune into her podcast. If this is something that you struggle with, mental illness, if you struggle with suicidal ideation, that her podcast, Affirming Truths, is um, something great that will give you encouragement. And Carla, where can everyone find you? Um, I hang out mostly on Instagram at Carla Arges. You can also find me at CarlaArges.com. And I have a freebie that I would love to share with your audience. It's five ways to build mental resiliency because we need that. And uh, I'll give you the link and you can throw it in your show notes. Yes, I will post everything in the show notes, you guys, where you can find her and how you can get access to this freebie. Thank you again, Carla. I'm so excited that you are here with us on today. Thank and you for I will, having me. Yes. And I follow her on Instagram, you guys. So <laughs> she's <laughs> always showing up there. So I will see you there soon, Carla. All right. Thanks. Bye, Carl. Wow. What an incredible story Carla just shared with us on today. 
it's just, it reminds me so much of David because, you know, he walked through some difficult times in his life and she's just sharing with us, you know, how dark things got, you know, life is hard. It's hard. And we walk through dark and difficult seasons, all of us. And David said, even if I make my bed in hell, God, you would be with me. And God was with Carla in her darkest time, in her darkest moments, in her darkest season of life. And so he was right there with her. When she went through with the act of attempting suicide, he did not allow the act to kill her. How amazing is that, that God was right there. He breathed the breath of life back into her. He watched over her. He made things happen on her behalf that she would be able to survive and stay here because he knew he had plans for her. And so now she's able to live out the plans that God has for her. She's able to encourage other people during their darkest times, during their darkest moments. How amazing is that she had that scripture to hold on to for I know the plans I have for you. And even she said it took a long time before she was able to really see those plans come to fruition, right? She she went through more dark times after that attempt, but eventually she was able to see what God meant by that scripture. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, Jeremiah 29, 11, and now she's living it out. And I love to see it. And so I, I really love her authenticity, her transparency of letting us know that this is something that she continues to struggle with, but she's managing and she's walking through it with God. And so she lets us know, you know, how she's dealing on her on her dark days, but that it does pass, that she, you know, just has to remember that the feelings will pass even though they come. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are struggling. I hope you found some encouragement knowing that one, you're not alone. And two, that the feelings that you feel from time to time, however, however often you may feel them, they won't last. They will pass. And, you know, just grab a hold of God and his promises and walk with him through this. He's there with you, whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, he is there with you. So connect with Carla if, you know, again, if you're someone who's struggling with these types of things, if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, connect with Carla, listen to her podcast. I have listened. It is really amazing. I love it. And it's so encouraging. And so come over to the Facebook group and let us know what you thought about it. If you need some follow up, if you need something further on the topic, definitely let me know. I will try to get that for you and know that I love you. And again, we will have one more episode this month highlighting the topic of suicide prevention, suicide awareness. And if you need help, remember the number to call is 988. If you need immediate assistance, call 988. And that is the suicide lifeline. All right. I love y'all. And I'll talk to y'all again really soon. Bye, sis. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. 
I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.